0: Hello and welcome to the Leads Up podcast. I'm James, and I'm with Rocco. Hello. You had a massive long sip of your tea. Then it feels <laughs> like it feels like you're wetting those lips with uh, some tastier. Your- yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I am pretty furious after that. <laughs> Started all right, didn't it? But it's just the same old thing. Beaten by a terrible team that had to
0: barely break sweat to beat us. Embarrassing for me. The mood of everyone in the last week or so because of the transfer window has been very upbeat and I knew I should have looked at that on with sceptical eyes, actually, and knowing that I was too happy and it wouldn't last. And yeah, I think it was, it was an annoying, frustrating day because, to be fair, we started off really well. They, they looked really bright. Navas kept them in the game. He made some ridiculous saves, particularly in the first half. And it just felt like the same old leads.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's happened a lot. I mean, you know, that complete performance against Aston Villa, you know, that ended after an hour. You know, for the for the last half hour, we didn't do anything. I know we ended up pulling a goal back, but that that performance fizzled out quite significantly for me. And today was was a lot, lot worse. Yeah, we we started well. Sinistera's was a golden chance that he skied few others there where there's you know just not the composure in front of goal but it's just so easy to defend against when you know when you have to you know once you're ahead and and again that's that's why I don't really buy into this you know all the Ferrari about the Villa performance, because Villa were 1-0 up already, you know, they they could sit back, they didn't have to, you know, even attack us. But yeah, yeah, it was like second half, just, you know, when they're sitting, and we've got no width, and we're just pumping balls forward. It's just absolutely pathetic, and I'm I'm just completely done. And yeah, I think he absolutely has to go. I think the only question is whether you do it before Man or after, and yeah, you could sort of say, his tactics have worked better against the the better team so you know maybe keep him in for that reason alone but i'd be i'd be 100% looking for new managers this week cuz i do not want to play everton and southampton with these tactics and and that guy in charge i'm just done wow i mean
0: it's it's such a, it's i mean like i keep saying it but it is such a tough watch the tactics they don't appear to be working and and the, and the thing that's sort of been eating away at me today is that when I know we're talking about Bielsa again, but it's impossible not to. But when towards the end of the Bielsa era, there was all this, you know, talk of not moving away from his philosophy, not adapting. And when Jesse Marsh came in, there was almost this kind of dig at that and talking about pragmatism and you know just trying to win games. He's he's just stood by his philosophy the whole time, which is playing this narrow football, and he hasn't changed. He hasn't been pragmatic about it. So. Like, what? what is the point in him is, is, my, is my main question. Like, what is the point in him? He's not bringing anything that gives us any more scope to score goals. And to be fair, you know, if we had have scored early on, the game would have been changed because Nottingham Forest would have had to come out more and they wouldn't have sat deep and potentially start opening them up. But that's happened too many times this season. We've conceded first and it's just destroyed us. Um, but yeah, the main thing is is the whole pragmatism thing. And I, and I can't I can't wash that comment because everything always felt like a dig at Bielsa at the start, but he had way more credit in the bank.
1: It's a great point. It really is. You know, we've we've gone from one extreme to the other. You know, we've not actually resolved that situation that seemed, for me, it was never a situation. I believed that, you know, Bielsa would have turned it around when he had a half-decent team back. But um, at the same time, you know, I was sort of still know saw the benefits of having a manager that would you know probably be a bit more normal and yeah you know pragmatic and and you know change things you know more than bielsa would when you know like that man city game when we lost 7-0 you know and it was a difficult watch because for 90 minutes we were still trying to do the same things when you just knew what was going to come so i could see that you know i'm not an idiot but yeah marsh we've literally gone from one to the other you know let's let's leave us you know leave ourselves wide and open like bielsa's football or you know make ourselves incredibly narrow and, and wide open in other areas. And, yeah, it's just, it's the same, same, same. It, his substitutions are baffling. It always makes us worse. He's just got no tactical nous. He's never in his career proved himself at the top level. It's just so frustrating. And, yeah, I, I really think that he will be gone. I, I just can't believe that they can they can possibly stick by him, you know, unless it really is the American influence that's keeping him which sounds ridiculous. You know, even the 49ers, I've got more respect for them than that. You know, they're serious about staying in the league. We know that now from the money they've spent. So I cannot see how they can't see it the same as everybody else,
0: pretty much. Lewis on Twitter wrote, also had an injury-riddled squad with next to no financial backing and was sacked at the end of February when we were two points from 18th. One year on, we have more or less a full squad, have spent 200 million and are in a worse position. On that basis alone, Jesse has to go.
1: It's hard to argue with. I saw a, a tweet as well that showed Bielsa's last team or, you know, in the last weeks of his side when he had, you know, Dan James up front and Shackleton at right back, Firpo left back. You know, it, 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 the whole team just, you know, was so shoddy and and he was keeping our heads above water. But yeah, I mean, without going back to that argument, just using that for, yeah, against the facts where we are now, yeah, that's why I, I just can't believe they're not going to make a change. To be honest, I, I really can't. Unless he gets a miracle against Man U, might save him if they decide to give him those games or that you know this first one. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just it, it's a real mess right now. And, and to be honest, my main concern now is what comes next. You know, I, I worry for this squad. You know, I, I think I think they're demoralised like they were last season. But I think last season. It feels and I have no <laughs> I have no inside knowledge, but it feels like it was the team spirit that kept us up last season. You know, they were desperate not to go down and you know the Bielsa thing was raw and I think that will have spurred them on as well. I think everyone at the club was desperate to stay up, you know, not for Bielsa, but just because of the whole situation and the fact it was our first year back. But now I think it's all been a bit diluted and you know, we've lost a lot of the, those players that had, you know, true feelings for the club and you know, had seen it at the worst time and had lived through promotion and, you know, brought in a lot of young, rich people <laughs> that don't have any experience with the Premier League. And I, yeah, I, I, today it looked like they, they didn't particularly give a shit really in the second half.
0: The thing is with Jesse is he's a nice man. He's a really nice man and you want him to do well. And he talks well about leadership, you know, the kind of, And and he's very much a company man. And I think that's kind of what has probably made Radrazani and and people warm to him because he can probably talk to them in a way where he feels like, you know, I've got this covered. And today he did the classic of taking responsibility for the result, which, you know, he should have done a long time ago because of how it's been going out. I, I don't. Uh, you people, you want him to succeed. That's the thing. You want him to succeed. This isn't a personal thing about him, but it's just so blatantly obvious that there's not enough quality in what we're doing tactically that it's not going to work. Like you said, you know, for sixty minutes with, with Villa, or or you know, after the first half, we're then sort of found out, and there's nothing else. Like all they all they had to do is put eleven men behind the ball. We didn't change anything. We changed the personnel, but nothing actually changed on the field. We still just. Went out wide to Nyonto and Harrison was there as well. And it's like the same thing over and over again, but 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 nothing. Like it, it's just it's just baffling to see the same thing repeated, but repeated badly. I know, I
1: know. And that, that I mean there has been good performances, there's no doubt about it. And you know, there's been some games, you know, where I've I've been completely satisfied where you know but other people haven't been satisfied you know my expectations are low to be honest like all all season I've been happy with 17th you know I think that would be like a starting point you know I feel like we've just you know this season was a case of starting again from scratch and and if we survived it then you know we would then be able to sort of build on it so my expectations are low I'm not expecting him to get ninth or, or you know do anything to do with Bielsa I'm just expecting him to keep us in the division and He's not gonna. He is not going to because he can't win any matches. And even when we play well, we don't win. So, yeah, I just I think there's only one way to go. I I don't think there's any reason or argument to even keep him. And yeah, it's it's a shame. You know, there's things that I like. I've said before. You know, I I like a, a lot of you know what he stands for in terms of the you know the attacking philosophy, trying to. You know, trying to you know not not time wasting, trying to win every match. You know the high intensity thing, of course, and being aggressive. You know that's that's all fantastic, but that's all it is. You know, after that, you're down to under nines tactics, and yeah, it's just it's just not going to cut it at all. And you know. It, it's the other things as well, where he's, you know, he's, he's exposed himself time and time again. And, you know, saying things like being surprised at how fantastic all the Premier League teams are, you know, on the first time, he, you know, when he first joined. Like, how can, like, saying that, fair enough, don't hang him for saying stuff like that. And it's a, it is quite refreshing for a manager, to be honest, but then it must, like, seep confidence from the players you know if they've got a manager that doesn't realize that the premiership's as good as it is when all the players know that it is
0: it's I I just yeah it's it's done it has to be done surely it's a bit I mean I'm not going to stop comparing to Bielsa I'm sorry but (laughs) but you know when Bielsa says I've watched a thousand tapes on Leeds United and I've watched you know 10 videos on our next opponent you think well there's a man who knows what is in the Premier League. But for someone to just turn up and almost be like, I don't know, just like a wowed tourist, it's just a bit... Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. No,
1: I do. And, and to be honest, I, I don't think you should apologise for comparing him to Bielsa like that. You know, you know, I I do hold him up to Bielsa's standards. Why shouldn't we? Like, we've seen that that's a standard of, of work. That's how hard he should work. That's how hard he should care about succeeding for Leeds United. Yeah, he's going on... Bloody, what's it called? uh What's the bloody app? The work app? LinkedIn. He's going on LinkedIn, posting on LinkedIn, wanting to engage with people. You know that's not good enough. I don't. I'm, I do. I do not want to see the leads manager doing that. I want to see what Don Revy did and what Bielsa did and what Howard Wilkinson certainly did, and that's give everything Every single minute of every day to try and succeed and make sure that you're the hardest working person at the club because I bet he doesn't work harder than Jack Harrison, even who got shipped off to or nearly shipped off to Leicester. It's just not good enough. And, and then, you know, go back to the O'Leary days like that went wrong when O'Leary stepped back from training. He brought in Kid and he decided to, you know, wanted a bit more of a hands off approach with the players. Yeah, I'm just it's not really the same thing at all, but I'm using it as an example of, you know, a manager who doesn't give 110% and and just be completely consumed. You know, I I just feel like Jesse's one of these guys that, you know, would have a work-life balance. And yeah, it's not a bad thing in general life. But, you know, I want a manager that doesn't. I want him to live and breathe Leeds United. And we've seen those standards
0: before. So, you know, that's what I want. You're right about the whole standards thing because I remember having this conversation a while ago on the podcast and it was... At the time of Bielsa, just about to leave, or he might have left, and we did say, you know, Leeds United will, will never be the same again because we have witnessed the highest level of expectation from a manager, and we just we just don't or expectation unstandard, and we just, and it just isn't there. Like you're right, it feels like. Yeah, I, I, here's a good example, and maybe it's a bit a bit harsh. It is harsh, but Weston McKinney, he, he like if Bielsa got him in the team he'd be training for 7 weeks until they lost 3 kilos like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's, he's, he's he's not he's not fat he's not a bit, but but it's it's you know it's that kind of thing that Bielsa drummed into the players and you know and and you see it in Cooper and Ailen they're, they're they're still at a standard it's like they've been through that and they 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 see what it takes and I think that's why Aylin's bounced back you know he's he's in his 30s and he's had a knee injury and he's had a knee off and he's come back and he's nudged Christensen out of the team and you think yeah that's because he's been through that standard and he knows what it takes to be a Leeds player
1: yeah 100% I, it, there's, a, there's an example actually I, I remember when we played West Brom and when we beat them 5-0 and Big Sam had just taken over at West Brom and before the game he was asked about like coming up against Bielsa and he said he said, oh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they played. I watched them a little bit on the telly against Burnley. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, has probably spent <laughs> thousands of hours watching West Brom and all his previous teams. And he's saying that he's watched a bit on the telly. And, you know, but, and he lost 5-0. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, and it, it's probably crazy to expect anyone to do what Bielsa did in terms of his, his effort and work rate. I, it, I know, but... I don't expect him to be on LinkedIn and, and trying to engage with other people and, and all the crap that comes comes with him. I don't think he's working hard enough. I really don't. And I'm sure he cares, but he don't care enough for
0: me. There's an element of him just being out of touch with how people feel. And I don't know whether it's an American thing or whether it... No, it's not an American thing. I think it's that over positivity where it's like, I have got to be positive because the positivity will seep into my players. and But it's like, Sometimes you just got to say how it is. If it, if it is shit, and things are going wrong. You just have you have to say it. Like we're not, no, no one's stupid enough to be fed the positivity all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it, it'll wear off. Hundred percent. How can it not? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it's an American thing as such, but it, it's just his style, and it seems to be all he's got is is the hot. You know, it's it's not produced anything. You know, it, last season he kept us up, and, and thank you for that. But then, even then, there was with a lot of last minute goals, and you know. We knew that wasn't gonna not gonna last because it it couldn't last. And now that they've dried up, we can't we can't even we can't buy one. Depressed,
0: Yeah. Individual performances today, I thought Yanto was good. You know, he was just mm. blunted by Forrest and blunted by our overall tactics. Mm. And I thought Bamford did well at times in the first half as well. And Sinistera was good. I thought Pascal struggled. I think he struggled. Yeah. He's struggling. He's struggling out on the left, and bless him. I don't think it's his fault. You know, he's been put into the the firing line, really.
1: Yeah, I feel sorry for him. To be honest, I I, I I've liked him at left back actually, but I do feel like in the past few weeks we've yeah we've we've seen. I think he's probably tailed off or. Yeah, just not playing well today. Struggled. Oba's been good though. I, I do like the look of him. I'm I'm pretty confident he's going to be a good signing now at left back. Whether he'll be able to give us that that energy up and down that, that we need to support Nyonto, I-, I don't know. But yeah, certainly, certainly, he yeah, solidified things somewhat. Yeah, I'm struggling after that. Adams didn't even play that particularly that well today. I just thought we were sloppy as well. Second half, especially. Rocker, I'm struggling with him as well. I, I just think there's too many mistakes and, and not enough quality from him. Like, he's supposed to be a cultured midfielder and I don't see it. I don't really know what he, what he particularly brings.
0: There was a couple of times where he sort of turned and passed the ball really quickly up front, but to no one. And, yeah. and I just thought, like, and that that's where the tactics and, and your thoughts on the tactics get rubbed up the wrong way because you're like well you've been practicing doing this direct through the middle all week like how has this even happened and and it just kept kept on happening and I thought well it's time to bring western McKinney in it's got to be because this isn't working and then that didn't really do anything anyway but before that that clip of them all on the bench in blankets like at the time at the time I thought it was quite funny somerville router and McKinney all in Leeds united blankets but like in hindsight, it's ridiculous. You're on, the, you're in a battle. Yeah, <laughs> you are. Totally we're, agree. We're in, a, we're in a, a relegation battle. Things are not going for us. And we talk about people, or Jesse Marsh not understanding and reading the room. There's situations like that where you have to read it and you think, yeah, you sh- you should be ready here, and you just sat with a blanket on the bench.
1: It's I. I was really annoyed by that. Obviously, not helped by us being one nil down. But it's just it's the vibe, isn't it? You know, yeah. It's, it's just laid back, comfortable. You know, it, and it, again, it, I mean, it, it might be harsh, but I don't like it. You like, it's it's just neat. And it wasn't even that cold. <laughs> the thing that I got really annoyed about, I nearly, I nearly threw something at the telly when Sinistera was down, complaining about that his boot had come off, and it, like he it was down on the floor for two minutes. We were already losing, like that's that's what i think's creeping into a lot of our players the uh, you know the, the players are just i don't know they they're doing a lot more of this play acting and and you know nonsense really you know looking for stuff off the ref all the time that's doing my head in just get up get on with the bloody game like just be focused on getting the goal yeah you know, getting back into it rather than trying to get someone booked it's, it doesn't yeah.
0: it. maybe we are have been a bit harsh of 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 them because they're young lads out there and they'll probably and i hope they'll learn because yeah but the whole sinister. Era, to be fair, his boot ripped, and he was wearing laceless boots, so they wouldn't stay on. So that, that's what that's what was wrong with him because he was he was complaining because he's like, he's raked his foot down my my actual ankle, and he's ripped my boots with his studs. How is that not <laughs> well, yellow card? Yeah. Was what he was moaning at. But right, I uh, take that back. then. point made, though. Yeah. So yeah, another game, another loss, and. Cooper, I think, said afterwards as well, it was in their manager. Cooper said, You know, I'd rather he did, said the old cliche, I'd rather be sat here talking about a a win after a, a bad performance than the other way around. It's like, Oh, God, it's like that is, I mean, that is it. It's like that's just yeah. what we need. I mean, I, I want to hear Jesse say those freaking cliche things.
1: I <laughs> know uh, the one time that happened for us, we didn't even win, we drew at Newcastle, <laughs> we just got a draw out of it. <laughs> Yeah exactly. maybe maybe Wednesday god that's a thought, S- isn't
0: it? yeah so any american listeners tuning in manchester united is a massive fixture for us and i know you know it'll be billed in the on tv for you over there as a big thing but it is a huge cultural thing that goes way back to the war of the roses the battle between lancashire and yorkshire hundreds of years ago how many how many years god hundreds I don't of let let's hundreds. say hundreds yeah. Hundreds. It's it's older than America. That rivalry, <laughs> let's say that. Really, and, and yeah, it's it's just such a huge game, and and the oh, a huge set of games. And to be honest, whenever I meet Man United fans, I constantly get my back up, and and I and I really, <laughs> I really think, mm, not sure I'm going to like this guy. There's there's always there's always a tendency, isn't there, of Man United fans who you just thinks immediately, hmm. Like, not sure about this guy. Definitely, yeah, and,
1: and and rightly so. It's a personality trait. You know, they're, they're supporting a team that's always won and, like, their joy is just sort of lording over people. And now they don't have it anymore,
0: whereas we're the opposite. We're the good guys that never bloody win. <laughs> and so we've got a double header because of the fixture changes around when the Queen died. This game was postponed, so that's happening on Wednesday. And then we're at Ellen Road at the weekend for the home leg, if you like. And yeah, it's a huge game. Man United playing well, and annoyingly, probably when we could have played them earlier on in the season, they weren't in good form. Ronaldo is in the team; they were in a bit of disarray, and it's just typical Leeds that that were playing them on on the up on their up really. The only saving yeah. grace is Casemiro for them got a red card, three game ban this weekend. And I think they're short midfielders in general as well, but. I don't, I don't think it's going to matter, do you? Or, or would it be very Leedsy for us to get a result? A very Marshy? Uh, it, yeah, it would. It would, to be fair. Yeah, it's going to be tough. That that definitely
1: helps with Casemiro. I do have a, a Man new friend and he was devastated with the red card. I think Casemiro is absolutely pivotal to their play and, and to their good season. So, yeah, it just got... And I think even McTominay's injured, so we don't have to worry about him turning into bloody Stephen Gerrard on Wednesday so just just Rashford just got to worry about him really can we keep him quiet
0: is it going to be ailing on him I don't know if he plays from the left does he I think he does oh, he's rapid though isn't he and he's pretty good annoying you're a nice person than I am because I genuinely don't have any friends that are Man United fans I'm godfather to four Man United supporters children wow did you cross your fingers <laughs> at, the,
1: at the baptism <laughs> Spat in the fountain!
0: (laughs) Wow, wow, wow! That's an exclusive. So, yeah, big, big game. It's I've got to hear a stat. Go on. In
1: in Don Revy's ten years in the top, managing against Sir Matt Busby and a Man United team that won the European Cup with Best and Law and Charlton, that Man United team beat Revy's team three times in ten years in all
0: competitions.
1: What about that? yeah amazing
0: isn't it yeah that is amazing and we dream of days like that again and i'm not sure when they'll come we feel this a long week? way off um, Three days. yeah let's let's see and and uh, we're undecided whether we're going to record after the away fixture because we normally do we do these on a weekly basis but we're, we're thinking about doing one so keep a look out for another episode but yeah let's see what happens what what's your thoughts? Do you think we'll do it? Do you, can we get anything out of those games? What would you be happy with?
1: I th- I actually think that we will get something out of them. To be honest, I, I just, but I always do. I always feel like against Man U, we've you know we've just got a, a miracle performance within us. So I think you'd have to be happy with one point. Really, as depressing as that sounds, but yeah, just to try and cheer people up, I'm going to predict three points.
0: Three points. That's nice. Yeah. So that's one win. You don't get. You don't get three points for two draws, though, Rocket. We're gonna kill him! Come on. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, let's not look too far forward because you know, regardless of the outcome, these fixtures are the ones we have wanted for years, years and years to be back in the Premier League against your rivals. It's a bit like there's a good documentary about Nadal and Federer and you know and they say how much they fed off one another having that rivalry and how much better they became because of it and as much as I hate Man United I'm quite glad they're around because (laughs) I do enjoy the the hate and I do enjoy the battle and let's let's see what happens yeah I'll be pleased to be in Ellen Road watching next week because the atmosphere is like nothing else and you got a few players making their debut at home next weekend in that atmosphere so It'll be a hopefully a day to remember.
1: Yeah, imagine if they bring Mason Greenwood along; that'll stoke things up a bit,
0: won't it? Oh, no comment. No comment. Anything else for us to cover? Man of the match. Ah, oh, well, actually, before that, Lorente. <laughs> yes, didn't talk, we didn't talk about Lorente going last week, and bless him. Let's and let's eulogise over his Leeds career. Well, it was. It's one of them where, at the time of him leaving, you think, "Oh, that's good business," and now you think. Yeah, I'm not surprised he wanted to go to Rome, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's a bit it's a bit shit in West Yorkshire at the minute, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um it's a great move for him. I, I really hope that he he does all right over there and 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 makes it permanent. I mean, yeah, I, I absolutely wish him all the best. Um yeah, apart from when he when he came in and in the end of his first season, he was he was excellent when we were thriving and a good team but after that it's just it's just never really happened for him just just too weak you know I I think the final straw for me and and possibly the board as as well was that Cardiff game not that he was particularly to blame for the goals I don't think but like every single ball that went up to their striker you know the guy was just bullying him like Lorente couldn't win a ball off him and this is a you know championship struggling team with a probably the reserve striker I guess so yeah it's quite it's quite reassuring that that the people at the club did realise that he wasn't good enough. As as yeah, sorry Diego, if you're listening, but uh, <laughs> but best of luck in Italy.
0: Yeah, have a nice time. Go on, speak some Italian, Rocco. Part your heritage. Say bye to him. Bye. Arrivederci. That'll do. Lovely. Man of the match. Man of the match. Good question. Brendan Aronson. <laughs> where where is he? Bless him. I mean, he, he's needed taken out for a while. Not like shot. You know, just. Just left on the sidelines for a bit. Give the Paul had a break. I saw a tweet
1: that suggested that he'd been in for an operation this week. Oh, really? But he was still on the bench. Yeah, and it might have even been appendicitis. The guy oh, said wow. he had. No idea at all if it's credible. But uh, yeah, I think he probably did need a need a rest, regardless, operation or no operation. Yeah, I mean, man of the match for me. I'll I'll go with. Um, Oh, do you know what? First though, when when Wood went off after 72 minutes, I honestly didn't realise he was playing. I hadn't <laughs> seen him do a single thing. But I'm so I'm gonna give it to Woba. I thought he was good again. I'm 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 liking him.
0: Yeah, he's good. He seems a good a good buy, a bit of a bargain. Yeah, Wood's Wood's a funny one. There was a was a couple of times where I saw someone take an awful touch and like trying to lay it off to midfield. And I was like, ah yeah. That's wood. That's the wood I remember. <laughs> he just couldn't... He could never do that, could he? He couldn't hold anything up. All he could do was poke something in from three yards, is my memory. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe I mean, that, he, could, he could flick it on as well.
0: Maybe that's a bit harsh for me. I don't know. Man of the match, Nyonto, for me. I think he's the only person that ever looked like creating anything. He caused him so many problems. I don't know why he didn't get more free kicks, because he was taken yeah. down so many times. And... Yeah, bless him. His head seems to have dropped a few times when he just ran the ball out into that bottom corner where the Leeds fans were, and he just thought, ah, oh, come on, no, we need you to be positive. You you are attacking inspiration at the minute. Please don't let your head drop. So, yeah, yeah that's n- true. Nyonto for me. Right, cool. I think that's it for this week. We've had a few rants. We've got a bit off our chest. I hope it's helped some people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll see you after one of the Man United games. So yeah, have a good week. Come on, ladies, let's get something out of this. Network.